Hello, this is Nilla Varman and you're listening to the Nilla Extract, the official show where I talk about pressing issues such as body acceptance, mental health, climate change, race and so much more, with some pretty cool music and some pretty cool guests too. Hello everyone, my name is Nilla Varman and welcome to another episode of the Nilla Extract. Uh, thank you so much for being here and I hope everyone's been well. I can't believe it's been a week already. I literally thought I was in the studio yesterday, but it was like last Sat- uh, Saturday, yeah. Uh, the weather outside is very beautiful, very rainy and cloudy and cold. My favourite, honestly. Um, so yeah, thank you for being here. Uh, I had a really busy week this week. For one, I turned 20. I know, hard to believe. I came to university when I was 17, and now I'm 20. Ugh, scary. Um, But I never imagined that I'd be spending uh, my birthday mid-pandemic or in the middle of a lockdown. And speaking of lockdown, this week URN is hosting a lockdown lock-in. So I'll make sure I talk about different ways to celebrate birthdays and all that jazz during lockdown, uh, well, this lockdown episode as well, alongside talking about other stuff. Um, We also have a new segment this week, and I'm really excited to share it with you all. So here I am, live in Studio One at Vanilla Extract, where I'm going to try and challenge many socially pressing and relevant issues that aren't really talked about much. So the name of this episode is called 20 or something, and it's because... You guessed it, I've I've turned 20. Yay! I'm sorry, (laughs) this is supposed to sound way more enthusiastic than that came out. But you're probably thinking, oh my gosh, Nilla, you sexy samba. I thought you were going to talk about things that people don't really talk about um, on your show. So why are you talking about your birthday? And to that, I answer that lockdown and generally this whole pandemic has made me not only celebrate the good things in life, Um, or I am at the moment and those who are good to me and good around me but also it's a period where suddenly everything's dawned upon me for example you know this certain chapter of my life was over and uh, memories that I thought that I could get back to I can't really relive again it's quite weird it's like homesickness but more of a childhood sickness I don't even know if there's a term for it if anybody knows do let me know um but it's painful and a lot of people don't really talk about it uh as much as you think they would it's very easy to say oh my gosh i miss my childhood but you don't really actually think about how you need to accept that a certain part of your life is now over and nobody teaches you about that or prepares you for it either so buckle down empty your bladders a lot of emotional blubber coming your way but I'll try to be as chilled as possible. And uh, there's loads of good music and some strange facts to come too. So birthday for many um, people are happy occasions. I mean, the very, very happy occasion for me too. I know I'm luckier than many to have uh, so many people that love me around me uh, most of the time. And I know that's not the case for many people. So birthdays can be really, really difficult for some people. Um, but you know i'm pretty sure that every person has felt like they were surrounded by millions of people so many friends and so many family members but you ultimately feel so alone i don't know if this is anyone else or it's just me but i feel like that sometimes i feel so ecstatic and overjoyed and then suddenly i realize that it's just me even though there's like five people in the next door room but that's everyone you know we all have mixed feelings when it comes to birthdays and i think that's really important to acknowledge that and uh, not everybody has the same energy as me, and I've learned to come. I've come to learn to accept that as well. So a few months ago, um, when I least expected it, uh, kind of dawned upon me that when I returned to university this year, alongside my brother, who begins his first year this year, I wasn't just starting a new chapter, but I was also saying goodbye to a past one. And I remember this epiphany occurred to me one night after I was m- like massaging my dad's foot in the dark. Uh, chores um but he was like he was long asleep and i just started crying in the dark and i went back to my room and had a legitimate breakdown for about two hours i was fine afterwards but it was like i've never really thought about something like this before then and you might think i'm being a bit silly yes everyone has to grow up it's fine 
and I acknowledge that we have to move on and start this new chapter, but nobody really teaches us to reflect on the life that we've lived so far and how incredible it's been. Um, whether that be traumatic or wonderful or joyful or sad, nobody tells you that you're, you're going to feel this way in a few years or whatever. And uh, the, the fact that this time when I returned for university, I wouldn't have the reassurance that my brother would still be back at home giving my parents company. Uh, they, they would now be waking up to a quiet, kid-free house. I mean, frankly, I just didn't want to leave them and I didn't want to grow up either. I know it sounds it sounds very childish, but I think you kind of only understand that feeling when you actually think about it. And uh, turning 20 made me realize that I just kind of sat down and went, oh my God, so many things cannot happen anymore. And it's weird. But, you know, all, all at once, uh, I, was, I was hit with the realization that I was never gonna live with my brother anymore in the same house, um, maybe not for a while knowing that I'd uh, probably wake up, he might not be in the next door room, and I, w I won't find him sitting on the sofa early on a uh, Saturday morning watching Phineas and Ferb or whatever. And he'd like ask me to make his cornflakes because he apparently didn't know how to. I mean, he obviously did, but he just couldn't be bothered to get up. Uh, but let's be real, he just didn't want to lose his space on the sofa in case I stole it. So I used to get really annoyed at him saying that putting milk and some crunchy nut in a bowl is not hard, but... I genuinely miss doing that now. On a happier note, though, it was my birthday on Wednesday and I turned 20, like I said. Woo! <laughs> uh, my birthday celebration this year was unique and very incredible. Uh, despite being in lockdown, my housemates really went all out to make sure that I felt loved and cared for in the best way possible. So shout out to my boyfriend who organized my very own prehistoric dinosaur themed escape room in the living room with plants hanging from the ceiling, dino props, so much food and like dino snacky things and riddles and puzzles and all sorts, which I thought was absolutely incredible. And I wasn't even expecting that. So I was very, very shocked. And uh, my wonderful Armanda FaceTime me for most of the day with my brother as well. And loads of family members called and I got some really lovely presents. So thank you so much to everyone. But my question is, what does 20 even look like? Like, what, what does it feel like? Some people are congratulating me on entering a new decade. Some people are lamenting, saying, oh my God, this is where everything begins. I actually don't know what it really signifies, to be honest. What is 20? I think it's different for everyone, but maybe it'll take me a few years to let that sink in. Now, that was a lot. <laughs> but, but before we get into the rest of the show, here is a really, really cool song uh, by one of my favorite artists, Marvin Gaye, and it's called Nightlife. I hope you enjoy it. This is your favourite brown girl, Nilla Varman, and you're listening to The Nilla Extract on University Radio Nottingham. Hello, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that song as much as I did. I think it really has like a very chill down vibe and just, yeah, <laughs> it's very nice to listen to in the studio because I was just kind of jazzing, jazzing, jamming out. Uh, is that even a phrase? I don't even know. Um... But yeah, welcome back. And uh, maybe this this occurred to me during the break, but maybe maybe a lot of you know a lot about me. Maybe you don't. But for those who don't know and feel like they need to know me more, I think I can be summed up as a very loud, hopefully warm and friendly human being who likes dinosaurs and whales and films and singing. I like theatre, playing my instruments, and um, I like music and art and all things colourful and happy. I also have a strangely deep voice and people think that I'm my brother when I'm on the phone. People also think I look like my brother sometimes. They say if you cover up both of your mouths on pictures, then you look identical. Uh, I don't even know what to say to that, but thank you. Woo, what a compliment. Um, I can also be an absolute poo head when it comes to judging situations and I'm also very paranoid. And I think this paranoia kind of began when I was really little. And I remember my mum going to get some soap from the room, like the next door room, um, as she was giving me a bath. 
And I think I asked her, like, oh, mom, you're like, isn't it your 20th birthday next week or something? And she said, oh, no, I'm like 29, not 20. And I lost it. I just was like, oh, you're not allowed to grow up. I can't. Eh." I was crying. And I was like, you're not allowed to grow up. And I don't want you to get gray hair. And uh, I don't know if she remembers this, but I was in such denial that my parents were aging a little bit. Um, And I wasn't ready to digest that. And I'm still not. I mean, people might think it's rich coming from like a 20 year old and oh you've barely lived life but it's it's really strange to just wake up and be like oh my god my mum does look a little bit different or oh it's things are a bit different now um i'm not i'm not ready though but is anyone <laughs> uh but i've managed to forget certain things though over the years which i did realize during this breakdown um but you know me and my brother fought so much as siblings we still fight like normal human beings um, but all, all these arguments seem so silly now. I mean, I know now that I'll never get to, you know, uh, make a DIY beach with my brother in my room on Sundays whilst my parents slept in. We used to use all the carpets and duvets in my room. And uh, we used to call it Sunday Beach. And I used to have like this call. It was really weird. So I used to stand outside my room and go, Sunday Beach. And my brother used to run from his room. Um, but we'd also turn on our little heater on full blast whilst sunbathing on the carpet amongst the burning stench of a wee little machine. Um, I actually used to share a room with my brother. I'm sure many people shared rooms, share rooms with their siblings. Uh, but he had the bottom bunk and I had the top bunk. And until we got our own rooms, I was about seven when I did. Uh, my dad painted glow-in-the-dark cars and love hearts all over the place. And then we ended up painting my walls yellow and his blue. So we used to get out of our bunk beds in the middle of the night to rewind a single line from the song Honey Honey by ABBA. I have no idea why, but we found the line that says something like, I don't want to hurt you, baby, or something like that. We used to find it absolutely hilarious. And uh, we'd like take turns rushing to our CD player and rewinding it. And we'd also like rewind the banana song from the tweenies um, multiple times. And we'd laugh so much doing so until one of us got sick. And this would usually lead to a nice scolding from Amma. So, uh, you know, like I said, all of these fights with my brothers, just they just seemed very, very, very small and very unnecessary. And they were such a vital part of my life. And I, I didn't even know. They were like a huge part of my growing up. And I just... I was so focused on, oh my God, he took the last cheese string or something to realize that this is actually, this is actually good, you know? So that wasn't the only thing though. It, it was like a huge wave of emotional we. Uh, I realized that I wouldn't get to race marbles down our marble run or host joint movie nights for my jungle in my pockets and his go-go crazy bones. Um, we wouldn't be able to eat fish fingers in pink panther sauce. Okay, it's like ketchup and mayo. It's kind of, I, I hate it now, but it was cool then. Um, but we used to watch like uh, Maggie and the Ferocious Beast and Max and Ruby whilst we ate these fish fingers. And my parents used to sit there tolerating us. And uh, we used to play the cow ride game with my dad. We basically sat on his back uh, and he gave us a ride. But if we did that now, I think we'd probably crush him with our joint weight. And I kind of I kind of miss rolling down hills into poor swans and geese at Bramwell Park and Brumwood Park with our mom. Um, I also just when I see like people riding their bikes uh, outside at university, I kind of miss racing bikes with my brother or nicking jellies and nuts from the worldwide shop in Rush Home um, or hide peas in our gutter on the conservatory roof. Like we used to flick it up there with tennis rackets. Um <laughs> Speaking of tennis rackets, uh, we used to also fetch tennis balls from my p- neighbor, Peter's garden. Uh, Mokil would climb over the fence to avoid the security camera and just go take the ball back. But yeah, I wouldn't, I, I just realized that I wouldn't be able to get in a fight with my brother about who got to run through the sprinkler first when my dad put it up on a hot summer's day, or how many salad toppings we got on Morrison's, or who got the last pot noodles, cheese string, or fruit shoot. Now, this is the boy who lived in the room next door to me, separated by a toilet, which we also used to argue about that, too. <laughs> but my mum may not even see the need to support either one of us in the future when I almost break my brother's nose. 
I, it happened thrice. It was by accident, I swear. Um, or him hitting my nose with a tennis racket leading to a double nosebleed and an ocean of blood running down my face from both nostrils as I ran through the garden screaming. So, yeah, I won't get to play these pranks on the rest of the family or limbo underneath connector bars and fall into a patch of stinging nettles on the way. Or, you know, I'm going to miss family bike rides and camping in the garden and, uh, you know, huge walks, which I used to think lasted a very long time, but they, they didn't. I think my favorite was the summer, though, because on the first day of summer, after my mum had her birthday uh, and claimed that she was 33 for another year, my dad would break out the barbecue and the iron chimney furnace thing. It was like a big metal thing and fire came out of it. Um, and we'd have a barbecue for breakfast, lunch and dinner if we could. He'd also ask us to bring all the rough cardboard in the house and all of our rough paper. And uh, we used to like put it in the furnace and watch the stars. And it was really nice. Uh, but my, my diet for the summer would just be burgers and prawn skewers and sausages and all the barbecue foods ever. But I was also a little bit of a psycho. I think if you've listened to my episodes so far, you would have realized this. But I used to do this thing where... I threw snails that I found in the garden. Mostly that my, bro- my brother used to have a snail collection. He used to get all these snails and put them in a patch in the garden. And uh, they'd all go missing the next morning. I wonder why. It's not like they were out in the open for every single bird to come find. But I used to throw the snails into the fire. Um, I'm so sorry. I've mended my ways. Um, but <laughs> now that I think about it, I'm just like, oh my god, that was crazy. But yeah... Uh, the the garden was like one of the one of our most uh, cherished places to hang out. We played cricket there. Um, my dad and I once went camping in the garden, and it's one of my fondest memories because uh, my dad asked me to leave a little bit of the tent open at the bottom, and he must have stuck his foot out at night, uh, and the little fox came and decided to nibble on his toes. So we didn't even last the night. <laughs> I think by the like it got to the morning and water was condensing through the top of the tent and we both slipped into the house and slept in the guest room uh before my parent before my mum and my brother found out so yeah it was like a weenie little rainstorm in the tent and we just gave up it was humiliating but yeah another fond memory is when i built an igloo in the garden with my mum and then we all had a huge snowball fight and she fell over and it was the funniest thing i've ever seen in my life she also used to be, well, she still is, one of the coolest mums ever. Like, she knows everything about me. I never need to tell her how I'm feeling or what I want or what I need because she's already five steps ahead of me. And speaking of snow, my dad always, he, he used to build the weirdest snowmen and actually put, I think one year he put blue food colouring in the eyes of the snowman. And I'm not going to elaborate because he looked terrifying. But... Um, Here's a song that kind of reminds me of me and my brother growing up. I know it's one of his favorites, um, but this is Ed Sheeran, Lego House. I'm gonna pick up the pieces and build a Lego house. If things go wrong, we can knock it down. Three words have two meanings But there's one thing on my mind It's all for you mm-hmm. And it's dark in a cold December But I got you to keep me warm If you're broken, I'll mend you And I keep you sheltered from the storm That's raging on now I'm out of touch, I'm out of love I'll pick you up when you're getting down and out of all these things I've done I think I love you better now I'm out of sight, I'm out of mind I'll do it all for you in time And out of all these things I've done I think I love you better now Now I'm gonna paint you by numbers And color you in Go right, you frame it and put you on a wall. And it's so hard to say it, but I've been it before. Now I'll surrender up my heart and swap 
it for yours I'm out of touch, I'm out of love I'll pick you up when you're getting down And out of all these things I've done I think I love you better now I'm out of sight, I'm out of mind I'll do it all for you in time And out of all these things I've done I think I love you better now Don't hold me down I think the braces are breaking And it's more than I can take And it's dark in the cold December But I got you to give me boom If you're broken, I will mend you And I keep you sheltered from the storm That's raging on now I'm out of touch I'm out of love I'll pick you up when you're getting down And out of all these things I've done I think I love you better now I'm out of sight I'm out of mind I'll do it all for you in time And out of all these things I've done I think I love you better now I'm out of touch, I'm out of love I'll pick you up when you'll get down And out of all these things I've done I think I love you better now I'm out of sight, I'm out of mind I'll do it all for you in time And out of all these things I've done I think I love you better now I'm out of touch, I'm out of love I'll pick you up when you're getting down And out of all these things I've done I will love you better now Gosh, I remember watching the music video for that song for the first time and being really, really confused because I was just like, which one's Ed Sheeran? Because I, I just like, I'd never watched one of his music videos before that. And that was the first one I watched. And it was like Rupert, is it Grint? Yeah. Um, but Ron Weasley was in it. And I was just like, Ron Weasley's Ed Sheeran? I was so confused. And yeah, it kind of clicked now that he was like an imposter as I watched the video the other day. I was just like, oh, so he's like a crazy fan. I can't believe I thought Ron Weasley was Ed Sheeran, like Hannah Montana sort of sitch where he had like a double life, you know, Ron Weasley by day, Ed Sheeran by night kind of thing. Um, it's obviously not the case. So I'm aware that we're in lockdown now and I'm aware that a lot of people are celebrating loads of things during this time. Um, either long distance or just with their housemates or their families and not being able to go out, etc. So here are some cool tips that I kind of found. I'm going to pretend I made them up. Um, but um, so you could have some ideas for what to do for yours. In my case, as I said, I was thrown an amazing DIY escape room. Highly recommended. It's a bit of effort, just a bit. But it was well, well worth the wait. And I'm, it's loads and loads of fun. Murder mystery parties are always fun as well because you can do them online and there's already like these boxes which they're like murder mystery sets that you can get i'm pretty sure you can also do them online which is pretty cool and uh, i recently did an online escape room which i found really cool as well with uh, some of my friends uh so yeah that that's a really fun way you can do it. i know it's not like that ideal birthday celebration but you, you do what you can i guess uh but I, I mean movie marathons would be really fun as well uh some people i know had pizza parties where everyone made their own pizza creations uh a food potluck night so there's there's literally loads of things that people can do um if you put their mind to it if you put your mind to it their mind Ooh. Uh, but yeah there's like so many things you can do you can even do like a karaoke night or just like do drunk wee or something i don't know uh, one of my friends even had a pottery party very recently where they all just made mugs and painted mugs and plates and bowls and all that jazz. Um, yeah, so as I, as I thought about, like, you know, this part of my life, I was also thinking about the amazing parties that my parents threw for me every year. Uh, they made sure that I had the best experience ever and topped up every year. And now my expectations are too high. What can I say? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But for, no, for those who know me, I'm slightly, just slightly obsessed with my birthday sometimes, mainly because it's always about me. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, but maybe I'm not, I don't know. 
My parents always used to make sure that Mukil and I had the best birthdays. And for the past few years now, I've spent my birthday away from my parents. I turned 18 at university and all that. So sometimes it's been great, followed by waves of sadness, knowing that I won't have those experiences in a while. I mean, it's not like I can walk up to Build-A-Bear and be like, hello, I want to throw another party here. But it also makes me feel very, very grateful. Um, obviously, I've been talking about all these memories I've been missing mainly because I was in a state of denial for a while that it wouldn't be the exact same that it once was. Yes, obviously, that's true. Time time is going quickly. And, you know, even this week was like one of the slowest weeks I've had, but also went, literally, I snapped my fingers and it's already been like three days since my birthday. And I was shocked. Um, but it's like, it's it's also... I just realized it can't really ever be the same anymore because I've had so many experiences uh, that have shaped my life that will now make them different even if I try to replicate them. So it's it's very strange because now that I think about it, a few years later, this is after this this golden year of childhood, um, I was forced to grow up very quickly. Uh, Actually, today, uh, a few years ago, something not so nice happened to somebody I loved a lot. And I went from knowing nothing about things like that to having to grow up almost instantly. So on the 27th, I was just me, you know, overdramatic fool. The next day, I was just in a completely different mindset. I suddenly knew something that I didn't know happened outside of movies and or like just in life in general. And uh, I started to miss that naivety which I always admired in myself because it had suddenly gone. But I, I couldn't have gone through that phase without my family. And they were the most supportive individuals I have ever met in my entire life. They are incredible people. But when I think about this time of year, a few years ago, it's a complete blur, you know, somewhat of a faded experience because sometimes I try to piece it together thinking, what what did I what was I doing? How did I handle this situation? Um but I just realized that it's like it's so blurry, I don't remember very well. Uh other than, you know, some random flashbacks and patches of memories that show up from time to time. I guess it's unprocessed grief, unprocessed thoughts, uh, the next stage of my life. Full of questions, a toiling mind, a you know, lying in bed thinking for hours about every single possibility and uh, looking at myself in the mirror and being like, oh my God, who this girl? Um, as I tried to navigate my way through the worst school experience I could ever, ever have. It was like my seventh heaven was taking a slight hiatus uh, of maybe a decade. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But yeah, when I, when I think back to this time, uh, just just a few years ago it doesn't even seem like it was that long ago but now that I say it out loud it feels like ages ago and I've had to grow up with this constant weight on my shoulder knowing that I know more than I wanted to know at that age about you know, you know sad things that can happen to people all over the world when we don't expect it so yeah <laughs> but suddenly I I knew about discrimination I knew about caste I knew about language discrimination People treating you differently because of the way that you look. People treating me differently or branding me based on how much I scored in an examination. Teachers in particular. But, you know, I I didn't know anything about racism or feminism or misogyny or uh, people making fun of you just because you put on a few pounds or how to grow up. It was like, it was such a huge, huge revelation for me. Um... But it was something I wasn't ready for. And it was all kind of just shoved in my face in a very, very short span of time. It was very strange. And I'm sure many of you can relate to that. But yeah, a lot of people don't really talk about how it will never be like that again, where I was carefree and confident. And for example, my body was the least of my worries. I loved my body. It was so flexible. And I thought that it was incredible. Like I I didn't even think about it. it. It was something that I didn't even care about. Um, but now, yeah, a lot of people just go, uh, you know, oh, Nilla, congratulations, it's your new decade. You, this is the decade where you'll probably get married or have children or get a full-time job. I mean, 
obviously I'll be getting my third Academy Award and partying with Michael B. Jordan, Timothy Chalamet, Harry Styles, Roger Federer, you know. But it makes me feel sad and almost mourn that part of my life, uh, which I grew up with. It's weird because you don't think about it growing up, do you? You don't think, oh my goodness, it's not going to be like this one day when you're in year three. Nobody teaches you that. And that's the best part. Though it's painful for me to think about those memories that won't return. I'm grateful that I thought about nothing when I was experiencing them. Like, I didn't know about life when I was thinking about them. And I was just having the absolute time of my life. Whether I was falling down a billion times. I also jumped out of a parking car like my mum was driving up the driveway and I jumped out the car... Uh, you know, or playing in the sun with my family or getting the talk from my umma in a tent in the garden um, on a summer day or getting into trouble. I, I'm going to miss those times because though they all may still happen because as everyone knows, I fall down almost every day and get hurt. But it, it unfortunately won't be the same. So I know that's a lot to think about, but I know I'm going to lighten the load a little bit because... After this next song, which I absolutely love. It is, oh, such a good song. Um, we have our brand new segment called A Whale of a Time. And I'm really excited to uh, talk about whales and other things. So please, please, please enjoy my most beloved um, song by The Verve. It is Bittersweet Symphony. <laughs>
It's a whale of a time. Yay! Gosh, that was my first time trying out that intro. And uh, yeah, I'm going to change that one. <laughs> um, but I know that was a lot to think about before the song. I hope you liked it. I really love that song. My dad used to play it all the time. He still does. Uh, it's a great song. <laughs> but, the, you know, emotions running high. So I thought this was the perfect time to do my brand new segment. I haven't I haven't forgotten about the weekly patat. It's just that I, I it makes me think about potatoes too much. So I'm taking a bit of a break. <laughs> Uh, but it's called A Whale of a Time and this is the segment where I'm going to talk about funny sea life facts because I love sea life and I love whales and I'm obsessed with marine life and whales and it makes me feel better so I hope it makes you feel better so people sent in some facts which I thought was pretty cool and you can do that throughout the week one of them uh, is that apparently sea turtles could cry I had no idea and that kind of makes me feel sad but oh well uh, this other cool fact that somebody told me recently was that bowhead whales can live for more than 200 years. So they deduced this because they found um, the carcass, mm, not the carcass, but like they found a dead uh, bowhead whale uh, with a 200-year-old harpoon in it. And uh, th- this means that this bad boy has survived a t- like, a mis- like a harpoon attack 200 years ago and survived and only died recently my god i think that's pretty cool um this is a funny one lobsters pee out of their face and they also pee out pee on each other to communicate i'm really glad that humans don't do this um yeah as much as i love animals you know i have i have my limits i would never pee on someone's face to communicate i find talking to people hard enough which is also kind of a lie because i talk a lot but communicating is hard and if it were that easy, like if I just had to wee on someone's face to tell them, oh, hey, I'm hungry, totally do it. Um, I found this one pretty funny. This was sent in by another friend. Uh, when male octopuses mate, male octopi, octopus, yeah, uh, they experience chronic memory loss. Wow. So they just have sex and then they forget. Apparently, they're left in a state of confusion for the rest of their life. They don't even remember mating with the with whoever they've mated with. That's incredible. Why? Why is this a thing? I wonder. I'm so curious about this now. So, apparently, I just did a little bit of research, and it said that they just swim around. They might even mate, uh, mate with the same individual again, but they won't remember that they might have done so, like, a week ago, for example. So it's just confused. Nice. <laughs> um, this, I mean, talking about like mating, um, I found this pretty funny. It's like, imagine a humpback whale, right? They're huge. And they're, apparently male whales help their other male pal to mate with a female by holding them up from the bottom so that they float. I mean, I don't know if this is just being like the best wingman or the biggest third wheel I have ever known. Uh, I don't know whether to be disgusted or impressed, but uh, that's that's whales for you. Also, uh, the longest whale song is about 22 and a half hours by Humpback Whale a very long time ago. But I don't think they really recorded ones that were that long for a bit now. So I always thought that was really, really cool. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's the end of that segment. And if you want to send in another sea life fact, do send in some more. Oh, sorry, there is one more and I forgot it. So clownfish can change gender um, whenever they want. And somebody sent me quite a horrifying thing. If you like Finding Nemo like I do, I'm sorry in, for this in advance. But they think that because, you know, clownfish can actually change their gender. Uh, if the movie were kind of more realistic, that Marlin, the dad, would have basically mated with Nemo after his mom died, you know. And I was, uh, just, oh, no. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed that segment. And if you did, let me know. Uh, but yeah, I, I hope uh, everyone is having a good time with the music as well. So this episode has been quite vulnerable for me personally, because it's obviously talking about my feelings. And I haven't really had an episode in a while, I think, where it's just me talking so it's kind of therapeutic, but also slightly terrifying when um, 
when I'm opening up all these memories and wounds as such. It reminds you of a lot of things, especially when you reflect. And that's why I wanted to do this episode, because I know a lot of people who have felt this way, but don't actually know how to express it. And I think the best way is just to have a big fat cry and talk to people around you. Because I was so surprised that when I opened up to uh, very close people around me, that they had felt the same way too. And they'd gone through something similar where they were kind of forced to grow up overnight and realize that their childhood is just, it's just, you know, it was a while away. It was a while ago, sorry. And the next chapter of your life could go anywhere. It could be amazing. It could be a mix. It could be absolutely trash. Um, but it, it really, really helps to open up to people. And for some reason, for me, that was opening up on air to loads of people. <laughs> but I really, really hope that you were able to resonate with what I said and that you understand that it's hard for everyone, especially when you're young and people don't tell you about this stuff i feel if i if i talked to this about my uh talked to talked about this to my dad which i did do before i left he had a very different outlook on it which i thought was quite interesting and he was saying how when he was little or when he listens to certain songs um it just triggers the memories of like him standing in a queue for example so it can be absolutely anything and you don't know when this realization is going to hit you but when it does it's really really mean and really really ruthless so you can never be ready for it and i think that's a very very scary thing to know is that one day you will realize that oh my god i am living i'm growing i am learning new things i'm going to go through new traumas i'm going to have friends i'm gonna have toxic people get into my life and i'm gonna have to shoo them away it's very scary to realize that and i wish i hadn't sometimes because i don't know i miss that old me but like i said i'm on our way to finding her again so this is a song uh that i absolutely love it's by aretha franklin who is one of my singing icons. She is incredible. Uh, my dad and my mum also love her a lot. I think there was a point of time when my dad saw the video uh, for this song when she sang it for President Obama and he would like play it every single day. But this song really hits home, man. I love this song. So I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> this is Natural Woman by Aretha Franklin.
Oh, what an amazing song. I mean, gosh, she's incredible. Like, if you haven't listened to Aretha Franklin, which I, I'm sure that many of you have already, please, please, please listen to her songs. I, I love her so much. She makes me feel so powerful and amazing. So, to conclude and uh, to let you go, have a rest of, uh, sorry, a good rest of the weekend. Um, I think what I'm trying to say or what I tried to say in this episode is that life has to move forward and everything has its time and we don't know when it will end we don't we don't we can't determine that but we have to make sure that change has to come um for life to struggle forward uh as uh sam cook says in his amazing song change is gonna come change is gonna come there's change all the time i filmed a one second video this year um where i recorded one second every day for a year since my last birthday just because i was like okay so this year's a big year because i'm turning 20 not because i knew that there was going to be a pandemic or we were going to have an election or so many things so we don't know what's going to happen and we can't always block out those negative thoughts so like i said in an earlier episode i always make sure that i welcome in that thought and i go hello come in for a cup of tea um even if it's like a flashback or a traumatic memory i try to welcome it in with open arms and then i'm like okay what do I do with this now instead of completely trying to banish it from my brain? Because if I tell you to think about pink elephants, you're going to think about pink elephants. And if I tell you don't think about pink elephants, you're probably still going to think about pink elephants. You see what I mean? Um, but it was great. <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed the show today and um, I will see you all next week. Thank you and bye. Pedestal and tell me I'm the best Raise me up into the sky until I'm short of breath yeah. Fill me up with confidence, I say what's in my chest Spill my words and tear me down until there's nothing left Rearrange the pieces just to fill me with the rest yeah. But what if I, what if I trip? What if I, what if I fall? When the world put me on a pedestal I had big dreams of doing shows and making memories Made some bad moves, trying to act cool, upset by their jealousy uh-huh. Lifting me up, lifting me up, yeah. and Turn me down, down. turn me down, down. Yeah. I Take responsibility for everything I've done yeah. Holding it against me like you're the holy one yeah. I had a chip on my shoulder, had to let it go Unforgiveness keeps them in control I came in with good intentions Then I let it go And now I really wanna know What if I, what if I trip
Nottingham. Nottingham.